Hello and welcome to another episode of The Debug Life. Today we're going to be talking about intermittent fasting. You know, this is something I've been using with great success to manage hunger pangs and my body weight. And I think it's really good knowledge for people to have. Um, you know, intermittent fasting is a diet that focuses on when rather than what you eat. Followers of this diet eat only during a specific time period or just one meal a few days a week. Fasting can help your body burn fat more effectively and has been shown to have several potential health benefits as well. Our bodies evolved to go without food for long periods, like how humans in prehistoric times had to hunt and gather food and survive without eating for extended periods of time. In today's world, it's challenging to maintain a healthy weight due to the availability of food and entertainment around the clock, as well as less physical activity. This can increase the risk of obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and various other health issues. Research has shown that intermittent fasting may be able to help reverse these trends. Metabolic switching refers to the fact that the body can switch between different metabolic states or pathways in response to changes in nutrient availability. There are several pathways the body can use to produce energy, including the breakdown of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. During periods of fasting, the body's energy needs must be met from stored energy sources such as glycogen, which is a type of carbohydrate stored in the liver and muscles, as well as body fat. This can lead to a shift in the body's met metabolic pathways and the primary source of energy. During periods of fasting, the body may switch to using fats as its primary energy source, leading to an increase in the breakdown of fat for energy. Several biological mechanisms may contribute to the effects of intermittent fasting on various aspects of health. Some of these mechanisms include increased insulin sensitivity. Intermittent fasting has been shown to improve insulin sensitivity, which can help to regulate blood sugar levels and reduce the risk of developing diabetes. This may be due to the reduced availability of nutrients during periods of fasting, which can lead to an increase in insulin sensitivity. Second, increased production of, hormone of human growth hormone. Intermittent fasting has been shown to increase the production of HGH, a hormone that plays a role in muscle growth and fat metabolism. Third, increased cellular resistance. Intermittent fasting has been shown to increase the production of certain proteins that protect cells from damage, known as heat shock proteins. This may help to improve cellular stress resistance and reduce the risk of chronic disease such as heart disease and cancer. Fourth, reduced inflammation. Intermittent fasting has been shown to reduce inflammation in the body by reducing oxidative stress in cells, which may be beneficial for various health conditions, including obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. Fifth, autophagy. Intermittent fasting may stimulate autophagy, the body's natural process of eliminating damaged or unnecessary cells. This may help to improve cellular health and further reduce the risk of disease. It's important to note that more research is needed to understand the mechanisms underlying the effects of intermittent fasting and to determine the best ways to use it as a dietary strategy. It's also important to note that intermittent fasting is not suitable for everyone, and it's important to talk to a healthcare professional before starting any diet or exercise regimen if you have any health concerns. While there are many benefits to intermittent fasting, there are also some potential drawbacks to consider. If done improperly, intermittent fasting may lead to an imbalance in nutrient intake and an increased risk of nutrient deficiencies. When calorie intake is significantly re reduced during periods of fasting, it may be challenging to consume enough essential nutrients such as vitamins and minerals. 
It's important to remember that the ratio between calorie intake and calorie expenditure ultimately determines weight gain or loss. If you consume more calories than you're burning up, you will likely gain weight, regardless of whether you're practicing intermittent fasting. It's also important to pay attention to portion sizes and be mindful of the type and amount of food you consume. When you're new to intermittent fasting, one of the first things you'll notice, besides the hunger, is the ups and downs in your mood. Fasting leads to low blood sugar levels, which in turn may cause irritability, anxiety, headaches, and fatigue, which we so dearly named hangry, being hangry. Intermittent fasting may not be suitable for everyone, especially those, those with medical conditions, medications, or eating disorder, disorders, as mentioned previously. While some evidence suggests that intermittent fasting may have a range of health benefits, more research is needed to fully understand the effects and determine the best way to use it as a dietary strategy. But here are some general guidelines for incorporating intermittent fasting into your diet. First, start slowly by gradually increasing the duration of your fasting periods to let your body adjust to a new eating pattern. Second, stay hydrated by drinking a gallon of water daily, especially when fasting. Third, eat a balanced diet consisting of various nutrient-dense foods, including fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats. Fourth, avoid overeating during non-fasting periods. I personally struggle a lot with this one. Fifth, if you experience adverse side effects, such as extreme hunger or fatigue, it may be necessary to adjust your fasting routine or seek the advice of a healthcare professional. Several different types of intermittent fasting plans involve restricting food intake for a set period each day or week. Some common types of intermittent fasting include time-restricted eating, which calls for limiting your food intake to specific periods of time each day, such as the 16-8 method, where you eat for 8 hours and fast for the remaining 16. This is the one I personally favor. The second type of diet is the 5-2 diet, which involves eating normally for as you would normally for five days a week and restricting calories to five to six hundred or so on the remaining two days. The third option is alternate day fasting, which has you fasting every other days for five to six hundred calories on those days, but eating normally on your non-fasting days. And finally, the eat-stop-eat method involves abstaining from food for an entire 24-hour period once or twice a week. This is one I also like to do. Now, if you have any questions, comments, or experience with the subjects, please do share them in the comments. Thank you.